Okay, hello, welcome to episode 170 of Zach King's Therapy. Uh, we are coming to you right after the Pelicans game. The Kings, uh, unfortunately, lose to the Pelicans 125-95. Yes, a 30-point blowout uh, in which where the, the Kings just went ice cold. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty ugly game to watch in the second half. Um, before we fully get into it, um, I've got to introduce Fong. He did watch part of the game this time. Yeah, I mean, it felt like the worst part, in my opinion. But, you know, we fought our best. It okay. is what it is. Yeah. So, but you know, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the good parts of this game. Because I was able to catch uh, the first half where it was a very competitive game. Like, the stars came out to play. De'Aaron Fox show, showed up. Like, started getting buckets. Sliced the defense. Demonis Abonis. Just be Demonis Abonis. Harrison Barnes just, ch- just chipped in his efic- efficient shooting. And, you know, they they showed up and the role players kind of just contributed wherever they could. And you were hoping that, you know, the, the role players would find their rhythm and just kind of build off of it. But unfortunately, they just never really did. And we'll kind of get to that. But ultimately, in the first half, it was a very entertaining game. Again, the stars did what the stars did. The role players chipped in wherever they can. And it was only a four-point game going into the half. However, in the second half, the Kings go ice cold. And I, I unfortunately wasn't able to catch all of it. I just kind of watched it on my living room TV, which means I wasn't taking notes. So Fong, give me some notes about what happened during that stretch where the Kings just went cold. Well, all I want to say is that we, or Pelican, sorry, got a lot of fast break points. I mean, in this game, they had 26 points to our 10 fast break points. Uh, surprisingly, uh, we didn't have, uh, or it's pretty even in some ways in terms of points off turnovers. Uh, I forgot to mention from last game, I mean, our points off turnovers uh, in the OKC game was 31 points. Uh, OKC scored 31 points off turnovers compared to our 13. But this game is a little more sane in a way. But definitely the fast break uh, points kind of played a big role for the Pelicans because, man, we weren't hitting anything and they just got better runs in transition. Like, I, what do you think the defense was really good on the Pelicans side? Because like from where I was watching, it just felt like the Kings missed shots. It, it was OK. Uh, Pelicans defense is OK, in my opinion. I mean, it's just that we had good looks. It just didn't go in. And, you know, unfortunately, this just kind of like brings us to the unfortunate fact of this team. This team just needs more talent. Like James Ham has talked about it. Like you just need more shooting. Like if you're going to run this kind of system where it's a spread out offense, you need shooters to space the floor. And unfortunately, like the Kings, quote unquote, have shooters. It's just that they they just did not come through with by hitting shots and, you know, like just contributing in other ways. Like, well, they contributed in other ways. They just could not hit shots. I honestly thought like they played well enough for the most part. They just could not hit shots. And I mean, that's the thing the team, I mean, Monty McNair is going to have to address. He's gotten some bonus now. He's gotten... You know, he still has Fox. He still has Hall- He still has Barnes. I was about to say Halliburton. We don't have mm-hmm. Halliburton anymore. But, like, the fact is this team just doesn't have the shooting it needs to really be able to, I guess, 
they just don't have the shooting to provide the spacing that that Alvin Gentry wants. And I don't know. I don't know what's the easy fix. I'm not sure. Like, it's a it's gonna be do or die for the Kings. It really is gonna yeah. be. You know, this up this upcoming offseason. They need to up they need they just need upgrades at the role player positions. Like the starters, like you had Fox, Sabonis, and Barnes show up, but then you have the two other guys. They were one for they were basically two for nine for nine points. Like you, you need you just need more. And then the bench, like outside of Jeremy Lamb, really didn't provide anything. And yeah, you can't win you can't win games against, you know, tough teams like the Pelicans now. <sighs> yeah, I mean, hopefully we open our our minds. I don't know what the saying is, but hopefully our bench shows up for the Spurs game because I mean that would make my prediction pretty, uh, I guess, right. <laughs> because man, it it didn't feel that way. Other than yeah, like I said, Jeremy Lamb showing off a uh, little offense. Uh, other than that, I mean, defensive wise, it's pretty much the same in most cases uh but yeah i mean hopefully uh the spurs don't have anything up their sleeve uh for us because it's pretty dire okay well that brings me to your neck to the next question like is it is it over like the kit what what are the standings right now let me just pull it up really quickly i believe we're four games behind with only what 17 games left it's gonna be tough yeah four games behind the pelicans for the 10 seed mm-hmm. so it's dire mm-hmm. yeah they gained a whole game up uh you know when they against us so yeah they got a pretty big lead uh not sure about how Portland's going to do uh, San Antonio. I mean, then Portland's going to try and take. They shut down Yusuf Nurkic. They don't want they don't want anything to do with that play. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get a win against San Antonio. So we'll tie them, tie against them uh, in terms of games. But uh, I think they'll still be ahead of us in terms of uh, win loss and seeding. So yeah, even if we do win against San Antonio, it'll be pretty big for us, but still, you know, we'll be still in the same spot. So hopefully we'll win more afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought the Kings had to go 2-0 during this just because, it again, it's a murder's row after, after these mm-hmm. two games. And you need to bank in kids, kids, bank in wins <laughs> wherever you need them. And this was a big one. And again, I'm not I don't really blame the stars for doing what they did. Like the only the only thing I could really like I guess really bitch about is that the Kings were the bonus in the third, like early in the third. And they should have just kept they should they should have just kept attacking like the rib and just try and keep drawing fouls to kind of mm-hmm. like ugly up the game. But they, you know, that that's where I wish De'Aaron would kind of take more charge. Like he he had a great game. He he showed up. Okay, like this loss is not on him at all. But at the same time, I need him to just take over sometimes, especially when things look dire. And part of it is like he doesn't have the spacing needed for him to do that. But like, it's not not like John, like uh, I hate to compare this to him, but it's not like John Moran has that much spacing to, to, you know, work with. Like, I guess try and find a way. I know it's a lot to ask, but at the same time, like, you know, he he looked like a star this game. 
but unfortunately, like the the supporting cast didn't show, just didn't show up enough, and he needs to he needs to drag them to the finish line. And unfortunately, he just wasn't able to. And this is another one of those games where the Kings just kind of blow when the when the stakes are high, when the pressure is at its highest. Yeah, either him or maybe Harrison Barnes because I mean he's the next best you know guy that draws fouls uh, for the Kings, and uh, I guess we forgot to mention, but um, during the third quarter, man, there there was I want to say it was a four to five minute drought. I I couldn't count the minutes because the stat didn't show up uh, during the time, so it was it was looking pretty dire. We were stuck at the seventy five point. Um, or for a long time until a timeout and a quick um, Fox uh, layup pretty much brought us back up to 77. But at that time, it's already like, what, we're down already 20? And yeah, the Kings, oh, sorry, you cut out on my end. Um, but like, yeah, I, I agree with you. They, they just go through these droughts and, you know, like when shots don't fall, the, the, the floor starts to shrink and yeah the floodgates opened and you know the then then like guys the guys on the other end like start just hitting shots because when you play good defense it opens up your offense a little bit too you get more transition opportunities and that's how the pelicans just were able to kind of break away like they managed they kind of just stuck with it and kind of things just went their way they they also did have a pretty crazy shooting night like 60 percent from the field and 37 percent from three like it's just one of those games where Kings couldn't get a shot to fall and the Pelicans were able to hit shots. Mm-hmm. Especially Brandon Ingram, man. Before I came in and watched the game, he he already had like a pretty nice looking stat line. Pretty much like he should have been done for that night, to be honest. Yeah, I have his first half stats, what, 24 points, basically. It was, I think, I think he had one assist. I don't remember, but like, yeah, he, he was pretty much unstoppable. And like, you know, James Ham mentioned the fact, like, I want to bring in Mo Harkless, like just mix it up a little bit. But Alvin is very, Alvin's very weird with his Mo Harkless minutes. It's, it's either he's starting or he's not getting any minutes. It's just, I don't really get that, but I'm not a professional coach. I won't question it too much, but it's just one of those things where you you know, want to second guess a coach, but I don't, I don't know if that would have made a difference, but yeah, ultimately Kings just cut Kings lose this very crucial game. And, you know, it's left to ponder, like, you know, which way they should go. Like Sabonis, like gave a, gave a post-game interview where he basically said, you know, they're still going to fight. Like this one was a big one that we lost, but they're not going to give up and they're going to still fight for the play-in and sure. Like go, go for it. Like I want them no win or lose. I want them to build to something. And, you know, you could see the pieces. Like, Fox looked like a star this game. Sabonis looks like a star. Harrison Barnes, you know, you call him Mr. Reliable. Like, he like he's he looked really good this game. But it, but you need the, play, the role players to show up, and they did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Currently, we're, I think, the sixth worst, according to the standing. So, where are you in terms of... Uh possibly either going which way in terms of tanking or going for it honestly like this could be very much a blessing in disguise because like at the same time like do, do you do you go for the pipe dream of like just constantly fighting i mean it, i'm not saying shut everyone down 
but like at this point i'm more for just tanking for the pick because right now we have the six best odds um in in tankathon you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna catch oklahoma city you're not gonna catch indy well you might catch indiana if they for some reason they start to win but like i think like it's not the worst idea right now to just you know I don't want to say phone it. Like basically, if they win, they win. That's great. I just want them to build something, but I am probably on team tank now. Hmm. I see. Uh, surprisingly, Indiana actually didn't win today. Yeah, it may, maybe Tyrese is that franchise point guard. You know, that's gonna lead them to the promised land. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a joke. I came up with a joke during work where um you, you know how the internet loves uh tyrese halliburton and basically national media specifically universally panned this trade right uh-huh like it's like you know how michael jordan calls himself black jesus yeah <laughs> so like basically the internet crowned tyrese light-skinned jesus that's what they did that's real like he they, they just thought he's the greatest player to have ever lived like jj reddick couldn't believe that the kings were doing i mean jalen rose like wanted the nba to step in like you can't you can't stop the you have to stop the kings from giving tyrese dnps and yeah like the, the internet loves loves tyrese halliburton and yeah i mean Again, um, ultimately, like, it's unfortunate that the Kings lost this game. Um, they could, like, win the next game, and we could still do this kind of dance where, like, you're you're in it, but you're not really in the play-in race. They could be in the play-in race. Like, New Orleans could drop some games, like, you know, down the stretch, and, you know, maybe we can sneak in. But, like, it's a real pipe dream. It's a real long shot right now. And yeah. just put, just play basketball. Build, build up, like, you know, positive uh basketball karma and see where it leads you Mm -hmm. yeah we shall see because uh the seating between the 10th and 13th in the west is uh fairly close so yeah we're going to be competing against pretty much four teams depending on you know how the scale tips i'm actually very very disappointed in you now you did not laugh at all at my light light skin jesus joke uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very disappointed in you sometimes. Like, that was a great joke. Wait, waste, wasted on you. God. Uh, and, and just not feeling it, I guess. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, unfortunately, Kings lose this game. We'll see what they do against the San Antonio game. Um, yeah. Um, ultimately, like I am, ha- I am happy. Like they fought well. It's just unfortunately the drought hits, and there's almost nothing you can really do. Again, like you can say, I can say, like for De'Aaron to go to the rim more, but like there's no space down there because guess what? Ain't nobody scared of the shooters out there because they ain't hitting shots. Like he ain't got that much space to work with. He drives into the rim. He's gonna end up forcing a tough shot and maybe probably not get a foul. Like. It's just one of those things where, yeah, you don't make shots and the course shrinks and it gets even harder to score. You got to be able to hit shots. And yeah, it's a make or miss league, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. You react to that and not my light skin Jesus, light skin Jesus joke. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for this game. Anything else you want to bring up before we throw it to commercial break? Well, I'm hoping that I can uh, watch this San Antonio game because I will actually be busy with work tomorrow during the time. So cross my fingers. 
Okay. Well, um, I'll be here watching. I should I should be able to watch it. We'll, we'll see. And my ske- my schedule's a bit in flux too. So hopefully we can watch it. And hopefully, you know, like a win is always nice. Like I'm never going to complain about a win, but I wouldn't be the angriest if they lost this the the next game either. Just because, you know, at this point you're not really pl- you're playing for the vague hope of trying to get to the play in. And but I do believe in you know building up basketball karma. If you just phone it in and just lose games on purpose, I don't think that's good for you're gonna anger the basketball gods and they're gonna punish you with you know the, the ninth pick or some shit like that. Mm. Oh yeah. All right. Uh when you listen to us again, we will be talking about the Spurs game. Well, that was something, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, it's always nice to, you know, watch a win, but it it didn't come easy. But they but they managed to pull it out. Um, first things first. Uh, before I even start uh, talking about the game, um, Fong is not here. Unfortunately, he had to miss the game. Uh, he is very busy, and honestly, I almost missed this game too because I am also getting uh, quite busy. So, anyways, uh, the, the second part will be just me. Um, yeah, so let's get started. Um, the Kings beat the Spurs 115 to 112. And let, let, let's start here. The Kings last night had a terrible night. Like, they lost to New Orleans by 30. And, you know, Kings, Kings Twitter, Kings social media was on fire. And, you know, and to add insult to injury, um, the Kings tr- were going to travel overnight to um, San Antonio by plane, but apparently there were delays and they were stuck in the airport until 1 a.m. And I say stuck, but what ended up happening was they ended up just having to go to the hotel. Mark Jones was talking about it. Gary Gerald was talking about it on Twitter. Basically, they were just stuck like in the morning, like just not be able to do anything and they ended up just going to a hotel in new orleans and just staying overnight and then flying in the morning so the reason why i bring that up is because they had excuses i guess if you will to basically lay a complete egg lay down and die this game instead they came out strong they came out punched the spurs in the mouth and you know the first half they they started slowly building a lead they forced turnovers played terrific defense and let their let that defense turn into offense and they managed to take i believe it was a i have it here they took a 13 point lead going into the half that's really good and then like they continued that in the in the third quarter where they were able to get to a 13 point lead Unfortunately, the game started to kind of slow down. The Kings stopped playing the intense defense that they do. And then, and then like the offense is going to go through droughts because that's just how, that's just what happened with the Kings. They just can't seem to run consistent enough offense. They let the Spurs back in. And at one point in the fourth quarter actually took, I believe the biggest lead was a five point lead or a four point lead. I don't remember, but basically they blow a 19 point lead. And things looked dire when I, the Spurs took a little bit of a lead. And what happened? Well, De'Aaron Fox happened. Like, I'm looking at De'Aaron Fox's box score. That dude had 26 points. But I swear to God, he had like 40 or 30 or something. Because he sliced up the, the defense. Like, he had so many tough finishes. Like, you know, just 
going into the guy's body and just like laying it in with beautiful touch and using his body to shield the ball. He was terrific throughout the game. He had some rough moments, but like he he really was an absolute star. Like in that third in that fourth quarter when the when the Spurs were making their run, Fox subs back in immediately, starts attacking and gets buckets and stems the tide and able to kind of levitate the team to to this win. So he looked like an absolute star this game. And, you know, like, he's maybe coming into his own. Like, you know, we'll see what we'll see what comes of this. But, like, you know, he had a really crummy start to the season. And the fan base has more or less, well, at least, like, a certain portion of the fan base has turned on him. And, you know, like, but he's had a great stretch since January. It's almost a three-month period at this point where he's been playing really terrific. And he's been great since T- Sabonis has been, has been here. Like, he's, he's finding his groove. And, like, tonight, he looked like an absolute star. I'm also looking at the stat line. My God, Justin Holiday took 17 shots. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> okay. Um, so, th- there was that. Um, Harrison Barnes, like, he had one. He has one of the most fascinating stat lines to me. Was 6 of 8 from the field, 4 of 5 from 3, 11 of 14 from the free throw line for 27 points. That is 27 points on 8 shot attempts. Now, basically, like, to start the game, like, to start the game and, like, a little bit in the third quarter, he was nailing threes. And then down the stretch, he had a crucial layup after Dante DiVincenzo gets an offensive rebound, and he big boy, and he does a very nice cut and a very nice strong finish to the rim to basically ice the game. Like, he, he, like, he came through this game, and, you know, like, De'Aaron, De'Aaron was big, but, like, he needs, De'Aaron needs help. And, like, Barnes was more than happy to provide it. And, again, just one of the most fascinating stat lines. Eight points. I mean, eight shot attempts and somehow getting to 27 points. Um, Sabonis struggled with foul trouble all night. It was so bad that Alvin Gentry, after um, Sabonis got his third foul, like, Alvin Gentry felt like he needed to challenge it just so he could have Sabonis stay in the game. It gets, it gets, uh, or it gets upheld. Um, they lose the challenge. I thought it was a pretty bad challenge, but he needed some bonus on the floor. But in his minutes, he only played 28 minutes. Uh, to give comparison, like Harrison Barnes and De'Aaron Fox both played 39. Like he only played 28 minutes, but he he really just makes his presence felt down there. He's a physical presence down there. He provided some rim protection this game too. He, he didn't get any blocks. There was definitely one block he got on uh, Dejounte late. I thought, but. Like, he, like, since he's come over to the Kings, like, the rebounding has just not been as big of an issue because even though, like, he's not a jumper by any means, like, he commands space down there and just clears out guys for rebounds. And, like, you, you look at it when, like, Damian Jones comes in. Damian Jones does a lot of good things, but, like, being able to clear space like a Sabonis is not, you know, Damian Jones' strong suit, and you really notice it once Sabonis steps off the floor. Like, he just, something about just the way he's able to just understand positioning and, like, his crazy, crazy strength, like, he's just able to command rebounding, and, you know, like, he affected this game. He also had six assists. By the way, De'Aaron Fox at 26 and 9. Like, that's also another underrated thing he's been doing. He's been, like, really good playmaking as well. You know, Sabonis, like, he, he got six assists this game, like, got 12 rebounds, 12 points. Again, every single point he made, like, was crucial. Like, there were some plays where I thought, like, man, he has to finish those shots. 
But like, again, anything he does is just, he commands the game in, in a way that I've never really seen any other Kings player. Like, even, even when Tyrese did it, like, it wasn't in a way that Sabonis is doing it. Where, you know, he's, uh, Tyrese, like, did it from the perimeter, so it was kind of tougher to kind of, like, affect the game in the same way that Sabonis does from the middle of the floor the way he does. So, but anyways, so, th- so those three guys, like, they showed up last game, too. And in this game, like other guys did, other guys did help a lot. Like uh, Ju- uh, Justin Holiday, like, as I mentioned, he shot 17 shots, only made five. He was two for 12 from three. Like that's a buddy stat line right there. Like man, it, uh, he did hit some. He did hit some big threes. Like in that third quarter when the Kings got their giant lead. But also like man, like when the Kings really needed him to kind of step up, he wasn't really there. Like he got like was it two wide open threes and just could not like cash in and yeah the Justin Holiday's gonna need to play better like that's the easiest position to probably point at to that you can like bring improvement that or, or this team can easily improve like he's just not gonna cut it if he's gonna shoot it this well or shoot it this badly he needs to shoot a lot better Trey Lyles kind of had a pretty silent game did didn't go to the lot didn't go to the free throw line quite a bit he had five free throws and you know, only had nine points, but he was pretty good, I thought. Like, you know, he he is a very big guy, and, like, the Kings always struggle a little bit with size, and, like, he does add that, and a little bit of shooting ability as well. And, you know, his slow rumblings to the rim, like, there's something there. I, I don't know if it's something, like, that's really worth exploring, but he's got, he's not a scrub, and he's got something. And, you know, he, he played his role well enough this game. Damian Jones was terrific. Like, one thing I really do like about him is that he does, like, he does, like, you know, defend the perimeter pretty well for a big man. And even though, like, he doesn't rebound anywhere as well as, like, a Sabonis does and, like, doesn't do, you know, the passing and the offensive um, capabilities, like, he plays his role. And, you know, with Rashawn being out, he stepped in perfectly. He's really seized this opportunity. And, you know, Kings are going to have an interesting choice in the summer of whether... Well, I assume they're going to want to keep him and find a way to, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but, like, they, they're probably going to look look to move Rashawn, you know. And, you know, Damian Jones is a very, very good guy, good player that, you know, provides about 80% of what Rashawn does or, you know, perhaps even more. Like, you have a very good budget version of it, and Rashawn can probably net you something really nice um, for, for a trade. So we'll see how that goes. Davion, like he, he played his he played his defense, but it wasn't like really as felt. I, I didn't really feel him out there this game, and, and his him offensively just wasn't great. Like he's a he was a neg- he was the game low a negative eighteen, and it kind of matched the high test. It just felt like he didn't do much when, when I was paying attention to him. But like he's gonna have games like this, and I hope he finds his rhythm. Dante DiVincenzo, like, he made some crucial plays down the stretch. He is an absolute agent of chaos. He just always is out there hustling, trying to just make some sort of play, some sort of play. And, like, you know, his defense is really good. Like, he's probably the second best defender on the team other than uh, Davion. And, like, he just, he's just always out there trying to make plays. He hustles, gets up into guys, and he, and he just finds a way to affect the game. And late in the game, he kind of sneaks in. I believe it was after a De'Aaron miss shot. He sneaks in there for the rebound. Like, the announcer, the Spurs announcers even acknowledge him, like, you know, running from the other side of the, other side of the, the uh, court to snatch that rebound, gets that rebound, 
you know, drives, finds a cutting, finds a cutting Barnes for the, basically the, a game icing layup. Like he's out, he's just out there to create chaos and just out there to make plays. Although I will say he needs to really chill on some of his threes. Like he takes way, he's way too eager to shoot threes. And like, he, he has a lot of like TD in him and like kind of a buddy, like the buddy mentality in him. But he's nowhere near the shooter those guys are. And, like, even when, even though Buddy is quote-unquote a good shooter, like, the decision-making was the issue. And DiVincenzo has that decision-making issue. And he's nowhere near as good of a shooter as TD is. And, like, he should not be taking the kind of kinds of threes that he does. And, yeah, he needs to chill on just some of the shot selection. He, he shot two for six, and this is one of his better games, and it did not feel that way, like, in terms of him offensively. But, again, he's out there to provide good things. And, you know, again, he just needs to find that balance, and it's gonna be kind of tricky when TD comes back. Probably it will be next year. It will probably be end up being next year. But like, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting dynamic between those two. Um, we'll have to see how that plays out. But um, other other than that, like, you know, it, it was just really good to see the Kings be able to come, like, fa- you know, face a lot of adversity again. They had they stayed up all night. Like Harrison Barnes said, like they were mentally fatigued coming into this game, but they didn't let that shit affect them. They just came in and just played basketball, and just you know really took it to the Spurs. Like Spurs had a really weird game of their own. Like they were so so. Listen to this. So the Kings made uh, made thirty nine shots this game. Like they shot just well. Actually, they didn't. Sh- so the Spurs basically shot way more field goals than the Kings. So the Kings were 39 of 84. The Spurs were 46 of 93. And they actually even managed to outshoot us from, from the three-point line. The Kings were 10 of 32. The Spurs were 12 of 32. But the free throw line was where the game was won, which is you know, pretty incredible statement, uh, for, especially with the Kings. The Kings shot 32 free throws, made 27 of them. The Spurs only shot 16, but only made eight. Like there was one player, Trey Jones. Like, but like the uh, announcers, the Spurs announcers were saying, like, oh, he's a really good free throw shooter. Went one of four this game for some reason, and every single one of those misses hurt. <laughs> like it was just a weird game in terms of free throws. And you know, and shout out to Dejounte Murray. Like he played a really good game. He's a really good like player. And, you know, I doubt he'll ever be available, but, like, he's a guy that the Kings would, you know, kind of need. Like, just that kind of scorer and, like, the guy that does everything else. The the Spurs, like, are in a position where if they could somehow get a star, they're in a really good position because they have a lot of wings and, like, forwards that are versatile. They have a big man in the middle, too. They have a bunch of role players, but they need that one big star to revolve around. And... Um, another shout out to Lonnie Walker. He's just the guy that's just excited to play the Kings for whatever reason. He had 22 points in the first half. Now he ended with 30. He kind of cooled down, but like he was absolutely unstoppable. Like just he hits cra- he just hit some crazy threes and just again, just one of those guys that just are is just really excited to play the Kings. And yeah, shout out to him. He's a really good player. Um other than that. Yeah, just the overall good game. Like, De'Aaron Fox looked like, looked like a star. Sabonis is gonna Sabonis. Harrison Barnes, like, just out the perfect kind of third player. Although, I prefer him to be a fourth option than anything. But, like, the Kings... It's good to see the Kings be able to be able to come, you know, fight through adversity. And, you know, take a, take a win. 
basically like win a crucial game i guess um i i want to say this is a crucial win but like them losing the new orleans one that is going to hurt because the kings the kings are going to enter a murder's row um um, down the stretch with the amount of teams that they're going to play and you know the chances of them making the play it's slim it's slim to none at this point like it's gonna be rough if they want to make the play-in um I mean, it's good that they won. Like, they are clearly trying to build something, and it seems like they clearly had not given up. If they had given up, they would not have showed up to this game and played the way they did. And it's good to see the spirit of the Kings is still relatively strong. The important thing now is that they build towards something, and whatever happens towards the end happens. And, you know, just, you know, build, build chemistry, build, you know, something so that you guys can work towards or so that these guys can work towards and build for the future. And you never know what can happen in the offseason. Maybe the Kings get a good draft pick. Maybe the Kings really, like, ace or really have a great offseason in terms of signings and trades. Like, you never know the possibilities. And, you know, it's, you know, at least tonight, like, it was a great win. It was a great feel-good story. It was pretty brutal, like, being on the internet after um, the New Orleans lost. And, uh, yeah, you can never complain about a win, so... Yeah, good on the Kings for st- for staying strong, and hopefully, like you know, they just close out the season strong, and you know, good things happen in the off season. Okay, that's all I have for uh, this episode. Uh, let me see what is the next game. I believe it is on Saturday. Oh fuck! I pressed the wrong button. God damn it! I should I should totally have it up. I'm being very unprofessional right now. Let me see. So the next game will be against Dallas. Oh boy, that's gonna be rough. Dallas uh, just beat just beat the Warriors. I think they beat the Warriors twice. So and they're they're running they're running on all cylinders right now. So it's gonna be a tough game for them to uh, for them to for them to win. But let, let's see how they do. You never know. You might be able to catch the catch the uh, catch the Mavericks on a, on a bad night, and maybe you can steal that one. Again, it's an absolute murder's road down the stretch, and. You, you take what you can at this point. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully, by the time you guys hear the next episode, uh, Fong will be back. Uh, it's unfortunate that that's, you know, real life gets in the way and scheduling conflicts will happen. But hopefully you did enjoy this episode. And if you are wondering, no, I have not forgiven him for not laughing at my joke. I don't care if people don't think it was a funny joke. That was a brilliant joke, brilliant joke in my mind. So anyways... Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We'll catch you guys back on the next one.